0: Good night and welcome to another edition of the Green Beige Podcast. As always, that is AJ. He's the green. I'm Ken. I am the beach. And we had to bring back the quarter head again this week after all the laughs that we had last week. What's going on, Justin? What's going on, Adam?
1: Everything cool, my side.
2: I can't complain, boy. I had some 28 degrees Celsius weather today. <laughs> on the, you know, on little on the, things, eh? Huh? Little things, boy. So, well, <laughs> I went on the course. I went by this um, restaurant that has a, a, a pool. Saw some lovely young ladies and some lovely swimwear. Yeah, boy, you had a good time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, we appreciate your sacrifice, Justin, to be here because you know you <laughs> said that if it wasn't for for this show,
2: chances that you might still be lounging, boy. <laughs> so Not chances, it. boy. I can tell you, you will be making money on a bet that I would be still at that pool, boy. Tell me. Nah, <laughs> meanwhile, uh,
1: meanwhile, boy. here a a yeah sore. From basketball, you know, when you get to a certain age, you start to wonder, how did I scrimmage every day, at least twice, when I was younger? I played basketball once a week, and yeah, muscles suffering. Stop
3: talking, you're making my knee hurt just from hearing <laughs> that. <laughs> my knee hurts me just listening to you, stop, stop. <laughs>
0: So yeah, fellas, so we're going off the rep this week again, but we're we going a little bit more um close to home as to what's happening. Justin, I don't know how you get
3: upside down, sir. Um, Me either. My name is Upside Down. Yeah,
0: right you, you, you now you're doing like a lot of these um these movies and shows that I've seen nowadays that the men starting the episode or starting the movie with an upside down camera. Are you ready know, that, that <laughs> behavior? But while yeah, Justin is coming in, like we get this introduction going. So this week's episode is called Bring the Brooms. Because one broom got broken out last night, and the next one, well, if the odds makers are to be believed, we might be seeing a second sweep happening tonight where the Boston Celtics are going up against the Miami Heat and Miami having surrendered every advantage. <laughs> possible on their home floor by again beat 2-0 but first before we get there we have to talk about the denver nuggets the denver nuggets they have made the nba finals for the first time in their history the nuggets have been in existence for 47 years in the nba the furthest they have reached before this was the conference finals when they played against the same los angeles lakers in the bubble back in 2020 But this season, they have gone a step further, and you can imagine that the city of Denver is buzzing. I was at work today, and before I could get a stroke driven in the people's work, I was in conversation for an hour talking about what happened in these games so for those who may be a little uninitiated when we talk about somebody getting swept swept, that means they got beat four straight they did not win a single game they have not troubled the scorers and they are now eliminated i don't want to start with adam on this one because he 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 holds tighter to his la roots than i do (laughs) at this point so justin i'm going to ask you first was denver that much better
2: than the lakers well the like I tell you all the all sorry, I tell y'all all the time I live in a results oriented world. And uh, when you win four games and the other team does not win any, that tells you all you need to know. Yeah. Denver was that much better than LA. You have to remember LA at one point was thirteenth in the West and it took a whole revamp of their roster just for them to get into the playing tournament to begin with and, you know, get through these playoff rounds. I mean, granted, they were kind of impressive against both Memphis and then later on Golden State. But when you look on the other side, Denver was the number one seed in the West for basically since Christmas. So, yes, like, these are two parallels. Like, this was the best team in the West versus a team that had to reconstruct its roster just to get into the playoffs. And so then we look at the team itself. Yes, there are some question marks defensively. Like they lose focus on that side of the ball from time to time. But offensively, there are absolutely no weaknesses. There are no problems on that side of the ball. First, you're talking about arguably the best player in basketball right now in Nikola Jokic. Like, I don't have to go on and on about this man. Like Mr. Triple-double right now himself is averaging a 30-point triple-double throughout the entire playoffs, not just one. Um, um series then you have he is one of six Denver Nuggets averaging double digits when your second leading scorer is at what like 20 high points per game as six assists and that is your second option that just speaks to the depth you have inside scoring you have three-point shooting you can space the floor you can punch and, and, and kick like Michael Porter jr. Is, is shooting phenomenally from behind the arc. Like they have everything. They have size, they have length, they have athleticism, they can shoot the ball, they're deep. This Denver Nuggets team was just that much better than Los Angeles Lakers. And I, your two best players in Lakers are older, and the team is not exactly a good three point shooting team outside of Austin Reeves. Denver led league or led the playoffs in point differential. We're leading in three point percentage. Yeah, sorry, Ken, like they had the two best players in the series. No matter wherever you put LeBron James in history, it's just like, at this point in time, Nicole Jokic, Jamal Murray were the best players in the series by a mile. This team is just that much better than Los Angeles. Okay, Adam. Do you
0: agree with Justin that the Nuggets were that much better? A four nil sweeping of the Los Angeles Lakers.
1: I'm gonna go on a controversial mm-hmm and saying no and this is why this is not this is not subjective bias by any means so (laughs) before anybody jump on that i remember stating that the lakers have a mammoth task in facing the nuggets i also remember um Telling a huge LeBron fan, just after the all-star game, it's a lie. Just after the trade was made, when the Lakers were evidently made better, and so on and so forth. When the statement was made, man, the Nuggets leading, but the Nuggets don't want the Lakers smoke because the Joker uh, can't handle AD. Ken, I'm sure you can remember because you remember relatively great. Me telling this individual brother, this Nuggets squad is one, no joke and two, not that Nuggets squad that the Lakers beat in the bubble. Albeit uh, Jamal was hurt and so on and so forth. Which is also, as we can see, a mammoth factor. But here's why I'm saying that the Nuggets were not that much better than any all of Justin's points just now were pertinent or factual as a matter of fact. the best two players in the series was the Joker and who I have now dubbed Mr. Murray, aka the principal, because it's only a principal that there's there's this sheer lashes like that as you turn the corner. And the way he was rolling off of some of those screens, every time he roll off that screen and fire, it was lashes. So he name is not the principal. The best two players in the team in, in, in the series were those two guys. And the deployment of AG fifty was actually fantastic. I can go opposite to Justin here when he said, you know what, the defense can lapse sometimes, it then lapse in this series because Myself and Ken actually watched game one together. And the Nuggets defense from opening tip of game one was remarkable. That's a huge reason as to why I think they won. Again, this is why one of the reasons why I'm going to say that they weren't that much better is because of the point difference in which they, which they beat the Lakers. No, everybody said, man, but is it still a sweep? Yes, true. And record the history books will show for zip. <laughs> for zip any stratosphere is licks. If you break it down as responsible pundits should, when you look at the 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 ebb and flow of the games themselves, um I think the Lakers did phenomenally well to get even to get to the conference finals in the first place. But I didn't expect them to really beat the. If they had beaten the juggernaut that is the Nuggets, Lakers would deserve to win the title, regardless of who Kamukuli is. But the Nuggets are a better team. They're better constructed, they're better gelled, and they be- they were better prepared. Um, they were more consistent and all that and all that. But I don't think they were like. This is not me saying that they weren't better, you know. Just before the guns come blazing, this is not me saying that they weren't better. The Nuggets are obviously better. Um, Pretty much on all facets. But that much better, yes, it was a sweep. But I think it was a sweep primarily because of a lot of the errors the Lakers made. There's some decisions that the Lakers could have made differently. That would have won them at least one or two games, and and that was everything. But kudos to the Nuggets. Forward on.
0: Follow <laughs> you, AJ. So we got one for, we got one against. Where do you fall on this question?
3: I did not want to follow the Lakers. Lakers fan here, you know. I wanted Adam. I wanted Adam to 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 bring up the rear here and 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 to be able to talk about his Lakers as a final point, but I didn't jump in in time. I, I'm, I'm, I am more inclined to side with Justin here. And Adam, I take everything you said, and I, I, I do get your points. And I think in terms of like the decisions and the point differential and whatnot, I could see where you're coming from with that because this Lakers team essentially was assembled halfway through the season. So you could tell that there was a little bit of maybe a rust for want of a better word or not... Unfamiliarity in certain areas, uh, with everybody trying to like gel this this new unit into uh, like I guess a potential championship contending team. So I get what you're saying, but I don't know. It just felt to me like from the eye test. I'm not. I, I don't even. I'm not even talking stats. No. It just felt to me from the eye test that the Nuggets were that much better. No, I I didn't sit down and watch every single minute of every single game. I, I'll, I'll admit that. But every time I tuned in, whether the Lakers were up or the Nuggets were up, it never felt as if the Nuggets uh, – this is the one word I use to, to define – um, to differentiate rather the two teams, composure. To me, it felt, mm-hmm. like, uh, the, like, it felt like the stark difference okay. in these two teams was composure. And even when the Lakers had leads in games, the Nuggets were able to keep it close. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like they, they, they were always hanging around and it was like just waiting on – kind of like – kind of like a cobra, waiting on the right moment to strike, right? But they just always kept it close and kept composure. And, and that, that, well, from a coaching standpoint, and then even you could tell the players on the court were, uh, were um, basically um, in, in that kind of zone as well. It, that's why I feel like they were that much better. Um, again, we could talk about the stats and, and all that, but I always thought that the matchup was going to be difficult for the Lakers going in. I don't I mean I don't I don't know how many of us actually had faith in the Lakers to win this series. I am I'm, I'm pretty sure none of us expected a sweep though. I think I I'm pretty sure I said like Lakers in 6, not Lakers.
1: Nuggets, nuggets
3: in 6. Pretty mm-hmm. sure I said Nuggets in 6. But um just looking at it the Lakers seemed overwhelmed. They seemed overwhelmed and and they to me just didn't have the composure. And I think that is a major factor at this point and Ken, to your point that we were talking about a couple of weeks back, right? Yeah, LeBron looked like he was getting whooped by far the time, though. And there were just some times when it seemed like he wanted to do more, but his body was not
1: could, couldn't. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Especially a lot of those times he was jacking up some stupid threes. Um and yeah, it's, it is you could tell it, it
1: I can I can piggyback well, on that uh, I can piggyback uh, on that AJ.
3: My point is done, so you could go ahead. I was just yeah. saying I, I, okay. I'm trying to agree with Justin here, but it's not a disrespect to the Lakers because I think their situation was always going to be a bad matchup to go against this Nuggets team. But you could go ahead, Adam.
1: Yeah, I, I, before before before. um uh... Um, or very own Ernie Johnson in. I, mean. <laughs> 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 I, I I can just picking back on that, like you see the father time point. Again, we, we we've been telling people, listen, no matter how much no, how much how ironclad LeBron appears to be, Father Time is undefeated. And even prior to the series, prior to this nugget series, and the mere fact that um a lot of the Lakers success did depended on AD's, uh prominence, you know, and, and influence on the game, heavy influence on the game, not just say kick influence. Sure, that LeBron needed a lot of rest time, a lot of. I, I went play basketball tonight, brother. brethren, listen, I I the same age as LeBron. Huh? they have times I scrimmage at least eleven or twelve games today, and by game ten, or so, <laughs> my teammate was actually yeah. I don't even see you turn. You ain't, you're popping in and out for no shot, no more. I say, yeah, just give me all the block. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like when, when you watching LeBron, sometimes you like, you can see, or yeah, I could step past this man and joy past this man, but my body telling me nah. Or <laughs> he would get to the ring, and he just won't finish. You know what I mean? Simple, simple things like that. Simple things like that. His indicators, boss. Sign up for Happy Valley to sign up for happy bodies.
0: <laughs> see, and that now leads me into the point that I was coming to make because Justin said yes. Adam said, well, you know, we can see some reasons why certain things happen, so no. It is like, well, I will kind of I will, I will go where Justin is going. I am 100% in the camp of this showed exactly what the, the scoreline four 0 showed exactly what the the outcome would have been in this series, and the reason is it's kind of simple. No, first off, it is to the Lakers' credit that they only got blown out in one of the four games that they lost. They actually played pretty Richard, well. I think it was game, game biggest
1: lead, biggest lead was ten.
0: Game 2.
1: Biggest league was 10. 10. I just, re-
0: I just remember that
1: in Game knew, 2. It, it was game, of... two. In game 2 you're talking about when the man had to claw, claw the bear, but I just could not get on. <laughs> you know what I, mean? Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, I mean? even all right. So even if we were to say that they did not get Blono in mm-hmm. any of the games, they did not have enough to, to get past mm-hmm. what the the Nuggets were doing. So we have Nikola Jokic, who averages a triple double. We have Jamal Murray, who has averaged 28 points a game in this series. On the other side, you have LeBron James, you have Anthony Davis, who nobody, who does not have any kind of understanding of Nuggets basketball and the two players whose names I just mentioned, would not pick the, the Nuggets to have the two best players in the series. You would say maybe Jokic is one, but LeBron and AD probably two and three, and then Jamal Murray is four. We have seen, and Kirk, this is where you can you can put your lashes in AD in the comments, because I can put some lashes in here now. Eddie was up and down all playoffs long, all playoffs long. It was good in the odd number games. He was terrible in the even number games. That was a consistent theme all playoffs long. So now you're you coming up against a well-oiled machine in Denver who, in the very first game of the series, we have four role players that finish with fifteen at least 15 points each. And you have consistent contributions coming from the role players that you're not getting from you're not getting from over on the Lakers side of the ledger. Austin Reeves is giving you some timely buckets. But after Austin Reeves, who are we talking about? Benny Gabriel never saw the floor, except for you know, looking at it from the bench. He, he never got to play a minute. But Tristan Thompson, who came in at the very last moment, somehow got minutes in game four. What are we doing? Anthony Davis, last night, was a pussycat for the majority of the game. When he is... 4 for 13 in the fourth quarter, he's not calling for the ball, he's not getting down on the block, he's not looking for a pass, he's not looking for a shot, He he's just there in the event that maybe one of these bad shots that they're taking rebounds and finds his hand somewhere over there and then he's just kicking the ball back up. he's not, he had one put back done for the entire game. And that's supposed to be your second best player. And then to the point of LeBron James and father time. LeBron James came out last night and put his all in that first, not even the first half necessarily, but our first quarter. He was shooting the three ball better last night than he had shot the three ball at any point in time during this playoffs. Going into the game last night, he was one for 10 from three point range that is not going to win you anything especially when you're coming up against a team that has superior shooters but somehow he was four for four in the first quarter he finished the first quarter with 21 points or 23 points he finished the first half with 30 and he played all but four seconds and the majority of the time he played in that first half it was drive to the hole drive to the hole drive to the hole but for you guys who've played more, much more basketball than I have. You can correct me if I'm wrong. It takes a whole lot less energy to stand up outside the art and shoot trees than it takes to drive into and drive into the interior and we bang in bodies with men that are bigger than you to get to the cup to score. So when Jeff Van Gundy and this was annoying me, no, I am not a Nuggets fan. I live in Denver and I've developed an affinity for the team because I live here and the the enthusiasm around me is rubbing off. But I got annoyed when I'm watching this game play and I am hearing Jeff Van Clendie in the third quarter saying, Oh, but LeBron needs to attack. LeBron needs to get inside. LeBron needs to play in the paint. I'm like Jeff. LeBron is almost as old as you. How do you mean that he's supposed to be attacking and he's supposed to be playing in the paint? The man, literally, is, is like in honor of Fast X that is in the in the cinema right now. This is like a drag race, right? And you punch your nose for the second that you, your nose gets ahead in the first quarter of the race. When you need the nose and the, coming on to the end, you don't have anymore. All of, all of your boost is gone. And that's what happened to LeBron. He had nothing left. All three of you will remember when we were in our chats last night. I said in every one, I expected LeBron to coast in the third. So that whatever energy he had left, he was going to conserve it for the fourth. And the fourth was going to look just like the first. It was going to be a steady diet of LeBron coming down the key and getting to the hole. And that didn't happen because he didn't have it. He didn't have it. So, yeah, the Lakers were close in every game, more or less. They had opportunities to try to put the Nuggets away, more or less. But when you look at the personnel, especially on the earlier side of the ledger, they didn't have it. They didn't have what they needed to deal with a team as good and as well coached. As this Nuggets team was, so well, it gives me limited joy to say this, primarily because of the party drawer, aka the LeBron Raj, All those people that stinking up all of L.A. and hopefully will leave shortly, so I can come back home. Yeah, this 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 was a wrap from game one.
1: I I I, I sorry man, I. I find that the narrative, okay, against the stars, LeBron and AD, is a little unfair from this perspective when we then turn and mention how well the others, as this called them, on Denver, have supported their big two as well. They're like We just gloss over the fact that D'Angelo Russell was a cone. The whole series.
2: No, we're not gonna gloss over that because I found it weird that he was only benched in game four. And thought that should have happened in games two. one,
1: two, three. Again, Fra- Fra- two, again, Fra- two. He was poor. You know what i'm saying I, So the de- decisions, like that's 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 my only point. Like that that that's that's key to to my point. You know what I mean? Like of of it not being a massive uh uh difference and it's no is no slight against denver uh, and denver's denver's um denver's brilliance you know so I, i i think lakers got the lakers got some thinking to do
0: speaking of thinking to do lebron james lebron james has been saying Surprisingly, that he is considering retirement, or at least you know, he's thinking about it. He said in the post game interview, I'm simply not sure if I'll be back in the fall when the season begins. I have a lot to think about. So, LeBron saying that he has a lot to think about is You know, curious because this is a man that has been hinting all along that he is going to have an opportunity or he wants to have an opportunity to play with his son, Bronny, when he is, you know, in the league because apparently he expects that Bronny is going to get into the league. So, Justin, what do you make of LeBron hinting at possible retirement?
2: I mean... I'm not shocked. Uh, we all made mention of his age. He's 38, 20 years into the league. Like Most players don't ever play far less 10, make it 20 years into the league. And it's always like... What's the word I'm looking for? It's always immediate and harsh when you think about what happens in, directly following a loss. So... Especially at that age, like you find athletes it's better for them to think days or weeks after the fact because the emotions are fresh and raw and to go in the manner in which LeBron did a sweep in the conference finals is going to give you the feeling that maybe you should call it quits. Um, whether he does call it quits or not, I don't even think rest on Brody. Because yeah, I think that's the only thing he has to accomplish. Like, I can go on and on but all of LeBron's accolades at the very, very, very worst, we're talking about the third best player of all time. That's the very worst. You're he's either one, two, or three, wherever you decide to put it. I think it all rests on what Lakers can do to improve the roster to continue to contend, because that's all LeBron James at this point in his career is here for. He's not here for the All Star appearances. He's not here for the points. He's not here for the All NBA teams anymore. I don't even think he's here to play with Bronny. I think he is here to contend for titles. And as we've seen, though, he can't be the best player on a championship winning team anymore. Like, I think that's obvious to him. I don't even think he can be the second best player on a championship winning team because Anthony Davis, for all intents and purposes, I thought Lakers management and LeBron James probably thought Anthony Davis would be the man to be the second best or the man to take the mantle. But in terms of his health and his inconsistency, That clearly is not the case either. So I say all that to say it depends on what the Lakers do in this offseason. And there are two names I have them looking at, and not both, but one or the other. Let's address the the, the elephant in the room. It's obvious they want, or he, LeBron James, wants Kyrie Irving. I don't think that's a rumor or, or anything that we can gloss over anymore. And obviously the problem with that is that Kyrie Irving is going to want a match contract. Whether he can command it or not is another scenario altogether. But the issue with that is that Lakers are going to have a decision to make with Austin Reeves. And whether you decide to pay him and you're going to have to pay him significant salary or let him leave for free. And I don't think Lakers are in a position to do that because you saw what happened when Dallas made the mistake of letting a player leave for absolutely nothing, and I'm referring to uh, Jalen Brunson. You just can't do it. That's a suicide for a team, especially when you spend time developing players. But on to the next situation. So you probably, in paying Austin Reeves, are going to price yourself out of the Kyrie Irving market, which needs me meet another player, which is Fred Van Fleet. And if you can get Fred Van Fleet into that squad, then you probably find yourself in terms of contention again. If the Lakers can't do anything to improve this roster and are forced to bring back D'Angelo Russell, then I suspect that you're going to see LeBron James call it quits simply because this, this series told us, showed us, LeBron James just can no longer carry a roster and he can no longer be the best player on the team. And Anthony Davis is... Injury history and inconsistency following that, he can no longer be your best player in a championship roster either. What were you, Adam?
0: What do you make of LeBron's comments about potential retirement?
1: Join attention to yourself. As usual, join attention. To you, LeBron James has been phenomenal at, at maintaining himself in this sport, like fun in a fantastic way. You just get bonks for love in the conference finals, boss. How do I stay relevant? Well, the, the possible darlings, Cinderella stories of, of, of two franchises uh, contest the NBA finals and into the offseason when so many teams who have, you know, tossed up seedings across both conferences and created a playoffs that we have not seen from round one in at least a decade. How do I, LeBron James, who is, yes, one of the greatest of all time, as uh, Justin quite quite said just now, not number one or number two for me or even number three.
2: But yes, one of the...
1: Yes, I, I, know, I just bring it. I, anybody can bring it. Not number one, not number two, not even number three. But cool. We could we got we could beat another time. How do
2: I, know I feel want to beat, I know.
1: who is no longer the best? <laughs> How about it? Can get it? Can I get it? The best or fourth best player in the league. Because in a league that Giannis, Steph, Embiid. And that man that just murdered you for love. You are no longer the best player in the league either. I I like I'm with it? that
2: because I don't even think LeBron James is a top-ten player at this moment. i
1: said that. You're so. talking about, you talk about me and my world statement just now. I won't go that far. Yes, he's still a top-ten. Anyway, I, I don't have him a top-ten player No, that's That's fine. That's cool. I, I might be inclined to agree with you after you start to list names. But however, how do I still relevant? By hinting at retirement, as Ken said, you get and make it seem you gonna be the only player ever to play with your child on the same team in the same league. And now you you hinting at retirement. I don't buy it, LeBron. I don't buy it. And and to get to some of the points, that, um am where the Lakers go from here. I see I was boy, I was like in three different conversations today, one at scrimmage tonight as well. Um, and I said, look, I w- I would look into packages and little Lebron. I I hon- I honestly would. I would I would I had one with I had a conversation with, with Ken. This is a wild 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 fantasy, but I would do my utmost best if it was Elliot to get Damian Lillard.
2: Is so serious about that. Bus- no let that, right? but we're gonna go back No, okay, can't let that go past. So can let go So, I could understand with Michael Jordan and, and Kareem Abdul Jabbar, who I would have to figure if you don't have LeBron James, your first two, you have his one and two, which is fine by me. But who's that third person that you'd have above LeBron James? Let's see. No, no, am I muted? Sorry, yeah, I'm no, good. no, you're not. Yeah, you're good. good. You're, you're good.
1: I really mean, no, no no you want you want put me out into the stratosphere. Yes,
2: you to, you after
1: some podcast. I I I sorry. Le, Le, LeBron is more than Kobe for me, and
2: familiar, you know? oh no no, no no no, I don't really like.
1: If you uh, if you if dear and if you dear uh, get me vexed, magic ahead of him too. All oh. stats he have. He play for 20 years, I don't care. None of them men that we call just now ain't get sweet twice in the finals. None of them, not even once. But none of them get sweet twice, twice in the finals. And we talking finals. And them men, them men come in the Huh? Bring it. I do business. Tell the
2: party, draw cap. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to leave this for another conversation like, yeah. <laughs> but i have Cory brent and only because he died i can, I can be honest right i had koi brent who in my top 10 for so long and it's only because he died i was like all right well all right to satisfy the koi brent fans and then sneak him into the lower part of my 10. like oh, no, no, no,
1: no, no. Green, green bridge we gonna come back we gonna revisit this <laughs> right. I, I, no, I, I,
3: mean, don't I don't you even don't want part of, of discussion i just want a front
2: row seat i don't <laughs>
0: even want part <laughs> of the discussion <laughs> But the good thing is, if the Miami Heat do what we would like them to do, next week we won't have any actual games to talk about because everybody gonna be on break till Thursday. So we can we can put that on the docket as Please. a conversation for next week. We we will we will table that one and return to the whole LeBron and, and his place in, in basketball history. But AJ, to the same question that we that we started with. Um, Well, before I I, I let you go, I'm just going to read what Kurt says. James is a very calculated person. He doesn't say nothing at the podium, off the cuff. There's a method to the madness. I think there's an angle with that comment. So AJ, do you agree with our learned gentlemen and colleagues here that, you know, this is this is all a ploy by LeBron?
3: Yeah. Yeah, the first time, the, for the first question I agree with Justin, this time I'm going to agree more with Adam here, because that is the first thing that came to mind. Now, granted, I didn't watch the post-game interview live. By that time, after I game done, I put on the wire and I was sitting on watching the wire with my wife, right? So I had the time to sit down and listen to Broad. I tell myself I can sit down on the internets. I can sit down on Al Gore internet. And, and I did, of course. And... When I saw that section, I was like, come on, Bron. Like, no. I, I'm, you're not, I I'm not buying that, no. He, I, even, if, even if this man tomorrow tell me he retire, I can say he pulled in a Tom Brady and he can come back out of retirement. I'm not buying that LeBron James is not going to be in the NBA next season. I'm not buying it. Ma has, he has two. And, and to Kirk's point, right? The thing is, Kirk, Kirk's point is, is a very salient one. And it, it could actually lean into both of these arguments because he could be angling at what Justin um, alluded to with regards to like making the Lakers, forcing the Lakers' hands to make some moves and essentially getting rid of D'Lo again (laughs) to to, to to revamp the team for next season. Or it could be that he is is calculated in, um, like just wanting to, and this is what I believe, same thing as Adam, just trying to keep himself relevant for the summer. Because look at look, look look at the final words of his interview and look at this. Today all of us here in sports media have to have this discussion. What we're not talking about mainly is and well mind you, we put it in here.
2: But I, I was about to say blame Ken then. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Nani, but, but Ken did put it in, but the the the, the the
3: the topic, the main topic has now become less of the Nuggets sweeping the Lakers, and more of what is happening to like is LeBron really considering retirement? I am not buying it. LeBron James has two years left on that contract. You know what happened in the next two years? Bronny playing one year at USC, and then and then um, getting drafted, and that that next second year is Bronny's rookie year. I I I firmly believe this man still does want to hold on to this 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 dream, this pipe dream of playing with his son in the league. I really believe it. He's been saying so for too long. And, and the fact that he has two years left, I'm, I honestly think he's
0: going to try to see. I, I, I know LeBron trying to be relevant, as he always does. Yeah. Yeah, I can't disagree with anything that anybody here has said. Because
2: it could even, be that... Even Adam having LeBron James at number five? That's what I asked
0: for. Retabling that for next week. I not even I not even taking that bit right now, so we have heard. the like, honestly, the so full disclosure. First off, I did not even hear when LeBron said, you know, that he was that he has to think about if he's coming back next season or not, because earlier in that same press conference, the question was posed to him. I don't remember who asked him the question, but the question was posed to him how do you feel about this team do you think that you guys could just run it back next year and he said to be fair that you know really and truly he can't make a statement about next year because he started going on through the list of who is going who's still on the team who's still under the contract and he said well i'm going to be here ad is also going to be here and he's he talked about a couple others that might have like team options like malik beasley and, and some others so when you Come out early in the press conference and say, "Well, I' gonna be here. Eddie' gonna be here." I've, my first thought was be very sure that Eddie' gonna be there because if it was the bus, if it was in that bus crew, I'd be lucky to see what he get for Anthony Davis. There's no way that I can just sit on here, cap, Blanche and say, "Well, Anthony Davis' gonna be coming back." Based on what he ain't showing me nothing to tell me that I need to bring you back on here. He or he don't have any players, so i would be considering moving on for him. But then you no know, later on he's like you know he has a lot to think about. And I do believe that the timing of the question does also play a role because you just get sweet. This is not the first time you get sweet, But this is probably the most embarrassing sweep that you hold since you've been in the league. So because all right, he gets swept in the finals by
2: the Warriors, but everybody was gonna get swept. Yeah, saying that, like, are you not buying that this is embarrassing? Because for me, right, and uh, maybe it's because I look at it a bit differently, but because of his age and where the Lakers started from, the like, game 13 to the West and actually getting into playoffs, I actually don't think they should be embarrassed of so whole the season ended. Like, to get in Western Conference Finals with that roster, with him being so old and the Davis being so up and down, I see that as a success. So I don't see this as being uh, embarrassment because the Denver Nuggets in my estimation were just that much better. The embarrassing sweep for me again is the finals against Golden State. But this is like, I would be, I would i would take this as an encouraging sign this season actually get to Western Conference Finals because let's be honest, even the biggest Savon James fan would not have gone, had them getting this far. Man, you make it work. So what? Adam and I of my I are in some
0: groups, right? With some Shannon Sharps. Oh, A- in terms A- of their A- level of fandom. AJ there too. <laughs> and A- these men, these Justin, these men will bring down heaven that this LeBron James Lakers team should have won this series in six games.
2: Which series?
1: Just- these men, these men believe that LeBron James born out
2: of a, fl- a lily. <laughs> I mean, I like LeBron James too, but I am um, smart enough to know when a team is just better than you. And as I told y'all before, the Denver Nuggets as a roster is probably the best constructed roster in the entire league at this moment. Yeah, I, I wouldn't debate that.
1: I would not debate that. And that's before that sweep. That's before that, that's, that's,
2: before that that's even between before this Boston meltdown. I honestly thought the Denver Nuggets as a roster were the best constructed roster in the NBA. Agreed.
0: And I, I mean, <clears throat> it's nice to hear that the Denver Nuggets are getting some flowers. I mean, I, I guess a, a man that live in Denver wanted to, to 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 bring the opportunity for them to get some flowers. But the Denver Nuggets, as I said last night on your show, for those of you who were not with Hashtag This Just In, you can catch it on YouTube at your convenience, yours truly in the appearance where we talked about some of the same stuff we're talking about right now. And one of the things that that I made mention of during that particular episode is that these Nuggets have been a good team for the past four years. The, The Nuggets have been in the playoffs every season for the last four years. And that is with and without Jamal Murray, who is finally healthy again.
2: Right. right. The only reason this Denver Nuggets team was not where it is right now for the past two seasons prior to this is because both Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray were dealing with injuries. Like as I just told people, every time that Denver is healthy, look where they are. Denver. Last well, time Denver was healthy, two thousand. They were t- twenty twenty. Sorry, they were in the Western Conference Finals and now they're healthy again yeah, and in the NBA Finals. But they I would not judge them twenty twenty two.
0: Yeah, you were saying something, Adam.
1: Yeah, you got you got to add to that. Like it, people doing as though Denver hasn't have. Uh, this is the first time Denver have have shrewdly. Added pieces as well like the piece the, the, the added piece of AG 50 is such a remarkable ad KCP is such a remarkable ad Bruce Brown such a remarkable ad but there's the same Denver franchise that had a buggy not too long ago a buggy was lovely coming off the bench until he got himself hurt as well you know I me mean? boogie was they, they had another piece too. um it just was going off, going off the top of my mind. But but Denver has have consistently built uh, this reputation of being of, of 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 being unlucky, you know what I mean? So like key pieces, you no know, stars was missing as in waiting. They you already, huh? Man, that Denver team could take a mountain to be in these finals. So I don't know to put a question to you because I, I,
0: we kind of gone off the rails here a bit. So. We might as well keep it rolling. Um, the question was posed last night on Justin's show in relation to Jokic being the best player in the NBA right now. One of the gentlemen on the panel said that if he was starting a team today, he was going to bring on Mr. Jimmy Gets Buckets instead of Nikola Jokic. Mad. He got me.
1: <laughs> dope. I Let it know We on life. Everybody can hear me. He. Whatever he's smoking. The police need to. The police need to lock you up for him. <laughs> stop. Stop that right now. And this is nothing against Jimmy Getz Buckets. Butler. This is nothing against. But you talking about starting in front of you. With a player right now, and you will start the franchise with Jimmy Butler over Nikola Jokic, a walking triple double. You got my, you got to be high. You got, you got to be mine.
2: And it man. is for me, right? It's not just a triple double, right? Because I try not to use that as a means of, of measuring a player's ability simply because I sat down and watched Russell Westbrook pad stats for four straight years and. I am on record as seeing first time the
1: 86
2: How you see Can not let you do that? That ain't I'm in the same. I write so I had an issue because the MVP year, as impressive as it was, I was gonna give to James Harden simply because I have an issue giving an MVP to six seed. I, I, I had a real problem with that. The reason why I give Nikola Jokic props for his triple double per se is because of his impact on winning. It's not just numbers. It is the numbers that relate to wins and what he does in terms of being a great facilitator, scoring and rebounding, those things translate to wins. We all have seen people put up stats and lose. And, and there is a difference between Nikola Jokic and everyone else who puts up numbers. His numbers impact on winning, and that's how I differentiate great players from just stat patterns and so that's why trying to stay away from just you know the triple double like in all honesty if you told me if I wanted to start a franchise today yeah I'd agree with Ken last night and say it's probably Giannis. But if you're telling me the best player right now, the best player in basketball right now. It has to be Nikola Jokic. Like again it's hard to stress this point, right? But what he does in terms of his numbers, in terms of his impact on winning is not right now match. Like That's why you look at Luka Doncic as sometimes those numbers are empty calories because, yeah, he puts out numbers, but one, it does not facilitate having another good player next to him because everything has to go through him. Well, when you look at Nikola Jokic, well, like like, like, everything doesn't have to go through him and, and players can play their style of basketball whether Nikola Jokic is dominating the ball or not. And then when you saw even in the two MVP years, you look across all of the advanced metrics, the one advanced metric that Nikola Jokic does not dominate, oddly enough, is player usage. Like, 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 And it's shocking for a man that has high metrics in terms of points, rebounds, assists, but he's not high in, in, in player usage. It's crazy. You had a. Lot of- yeah, so I. I.
1: I. I. Thought the of the most viable player. I've always said, I've always said, the key word in the MVP is value. Most valuable player. That's why the MVP doesn't always go to the best player in the league. It, it goes to the most viable player. That player that if you remove them from the team, the biggest drastic um, change occurs. And for the Denver Nuggets, that is Nikola Jokic. Uh, so, which is why the usage rate, as you as you said, but what I will say is, it is it's not just the triple double. The reason why you have, to, I I believe you still have to mention the triple double, is because of the point you made on uh, Justin. It translates to the wins. By comparison, I fully believe, and nobody can't move beyond this point. Russell Westbrook won the most valuable player because he was the first person to average a triple-double since the Big O. That was it. With with Jokic not winning this year for argument's sake, I still stand with the fact that Embiid was a little bit more valuable than than Joker. And that brings in another point you made, Justin, in giving an MVP to a player on a team that is a sixth seed. Yes, your seeding and your wins and what's not matter. But it goes back to my original point, which is value. The most viable player, the most viable, which is why, and AJ can make this, which is why I think T-Mac was shafted the year that everybody thinks he was shafted. He was 7 for 8 seed that year. Orlando was 7 but but if you took T-Mac... Out of the east, not just off the Orlando team, out of the east, it would look weird. Like, my thing, my metric for the most viable player is value. You could, like, you gotta play that to every stop. Man, yeah, G, you've been quiet for a second, so let me let me let me get you back in
0: here. What do you have to say with regards to where the discussion is right now? Because it doesn't even have a label for it.
3: <laughs> I don't even know where it is. But I wanted to answer Kirk with this though, because I feel like this is a little harsh on Jimmy to say that he's a prickly character who needs a very specific set of circumstances to thrive. He needs, he needs, he needs a proper basketball culture. That's all. That's all. I, like, where, where has Jimmy gone and been disruptive? That was a proper culture. Nowhere. He was with the Bulls. He and the Bulls had to part ways because it just wasn't the best business decision for each at the point um, when they did. He was going in a direction where the Bulls weren't headed. He went to the Wolves, a soft team. He went to the Sixers. Well, come on, marshmallows. So, like, what did he really disrupt? He's not disruptive. No, nah. <laughs> no, nah, come on. Man had to play with it. Huh? I can't hear you, no. You muted,
1: no. Really? What are you What you saying? at the practice, the Bulls made a stupid decision. As far as much as I love that, Zach, Zach, mm-hmm. that Bulls had no right trading Jimmy Butler. That's number one. Especially when at the time the, their future was so uncertain. That one, mm-hmm. two, he went to the to the Wolves and the, and yes, he disrupted the Wolves, but he, <laughs> he disrupted with showing them how yellow belly them is exactly. G League men ow, what <laughs> my favorite basketball, team. Yeah.
3: yeah, it's true, it's true. But I don't, so I, I'm, I just said all that to say, like, in his defense, I don't think he was disruptive to a, a, a proper contending team. Nah, like, we all know the, the Wolves and both the Wolves and the Sixers organizations have shown us what they are prior to Jimmy getting there and after his departure. Yeah, they don't, they, them boys don't work for damn.
0: <laughs> so 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 to piggyback on that whole Butler thing. I guess it is fair to say that Ken runs the school for the misunderstood. I you know how Xavier has the school for the gifted, where he, he brings all the readers I run the school for the misunderstood. Because the players that I tend to gravitate to a lot are the ones that I feel get unfairly maligned. And That was Boogie Cousins because Sacramento painted him with a brush that he had to carry for the rest of his career. And even though when he went to places like New Orleans and they never had a bad thing to say about him, even to the point where after he tore his Achilles, you had Anthony Davis going and wearing his jersey number in the All-Star game. That shows you one thing to get picked up by the culture here in Denver, to go to Golden State, to have all of these other opportunities where you have never heard a bad word said about the Marcus Cousins. But we look at what happened in Sacramento and we say that Boogie is a problem. No,
2: it's another badly issue. run franchise, an extremely badly run franchise. And the only reason we don't talk about it now is because of their recent playoff success, or not the playoff success, sorry this season's regular season success there you go so
0: boogie had to carry that i know jimmy butler gets painted with the same kind of brush adam outlined his stocks but really and truly what are we what is there in minnesota because he he earned this reputation in minnesota first and then it was supposedly exacerbated when he got to um, to, Philadelphia. to Philly. And even though he talks about how, oh, so you decided to keep him over me, made it Tobias Harris, who nobody's mistaking for the second coming of anything. So Jimmy Butler gets, he has a bad rap. He, But I'm sure that if you were to put him in any of the good franchises in the NBA, because he is that kind of selfless player and he will sacrifice to be to allow the team around him to thrive. He doesn't have to be the one to come over here and score 40. He doesn't have to be the one to come over here and get a triple double. He don't even want to shoot three pointers if you don't have to. Jimmy is just here to do whatever the team needs to get him over the hump. So it, it, it could be
3: the cold weather. It could be the cold weather for real. It could be if it men decide to keep the 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 man with more goldfish commercials than than good playoff games, that's fine. that's fine. That's not the kind of organization Jimmy wants to be a part of i I will be Jimmy's advocate here <laughs> I mean and then with the wolves and the sixers
2: i would I would behave myself too if I moved to Florida and have no state taxes. I mean uh, facts <laughs> so I mean that actually gives me a, a good segue
0: the last thing we can talk about tonight. Because, I mean, the, the other thing that I had planned, we can talk about that next week, when Nana is start. The hot bro east because normally I would have the game on next to me, so I can, I can give the folks an update as to the score. But right now, my tablet is over there on the bed, so I, I can't even mention that. However, the Boston Celtics are staring three Love Hall, and we had some of their players coming out in the in the media today saying, don't let us win one. I mean, that's the plan. Why well, are you, you going to say that? Because even if you win one, like, what's that going to do? You're not coming back for training So the question is, fellas, and I'm to you first on this one. You, you got the benefit of seeing the score right now. Does Miami sweep Boston tonight? See, can you hear me now?
1: Yeah, we can hear you. So the first quarter started hot. Boston had Miami fourteen to four. So every time I peep, I survey it. Okay, no, and then we was ensued in, in a magnificent discussion. And I happened to peep back and I saw that the score is now thirty-three to twenty-four in the favor of Miami.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, and let me tell you. If the Celtics feel they don't let us weigh one, give hot, the white hot. Miami, Miami, they've got something else coming. Those uncrafted players, of which we now know who their names are, like Cabe, Vincent, and, and um Strauss and them boys there, led by the ever-awesome Uh, Michael Jordan Jr., Um, Jimmy Jimmy Butler, (laughs) who will put the the Boston Celtics out of their misery tonight. Cancun is just across the Gulf. So, from Massachusetts, I head across the Gulf tonight. I think they're gone tonight, and I will love it. Because I'm waiting on a couple Celtics fans that I know well, some in some forums that we know. Can I waiting on them? Because they were, they are tremendously quiet. When the Celtics getting the brakes beat off of them, but they have the most mouth When the Celtics winning, and don't come and tell me let, me. let me end with this. Don't come and tell me. Oh, but the Lakers get swept too. Sorry, we were thirteenth. Three months ago. <laughs> 30 <laughs> you know I mean, swept by a monster nuggets. In the conference finals, you were the almighty Boston Celtics that went to the finals last year and but a waddell Curry the Second who dismissed you with utter disdain. And you thought that you will be walking back to the finals, you know. Brushing aside the likes of Zeus and Embiid and them boys there, but hold on, Jimmy, deal with Zeus for you. He had to brush. He had to brush the next team that was, you know, that's that in New York some hope. And you took seven games to deal with before uh, impotent Embiid and Harden in Game Seven. I know We love them against Head Sam Jimmy buckets. Who gonna put y'all on a dingy tonight? To <laughs> be the count. One, two, three. <laughs> I wait, right, Thirty-one is now the score. They may have some fight in them left. I
2: thought <laughs> so.
0: So what were you just saying? What's the question? Is Is it over? Is it over tonight?
2: It was over on from the game to wait. This. I don't know what wait 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 is this even a conversation? Like I don't know if the Celtics were trying to fool themselves more than anyone else. Like no one was paying out any money. Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown don't let us win one. No, you're not going to win one first thing first. And like, like like what are you talking about? Like let's go into the factual part of this conversation. the Miami Heat have not lost a game at home all playoff long let's start there so all of a sudden now you're going to turn it around and be the first team to do such being in a three love hole. and then on top of that like it is one thing to say don't let us win one or we're going to win tonight but what is there to make me believe you're going to win like what like i addressed this fully on the show last night so i'm going to come back here for those who obviously didn't watch it your calling card for the last four or five years, since this iteration with Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum, the iteration, or since this iteration of the Boston Celtics, your calling card has been defense. That is the one thing you are not playing in this, this, this conference finals. You're not playing any defense whatsoever. So you can't rely on that calling card because, and again, I can't believe that Stephen A. Smith actually brought stats that can help in a conversation, but I'm going to list them for you, or I won't list them, by I the will Make reference to them. He made mention of all of their top perimeter defenders from Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, um, Derek White, and Grant Williams. Each and every of them are giving up 50% shooting to their primary defenders or their primary targets. Over 50%. That is your calling card. You're not being able to do it. You have undrafted players scoring at will on you. What is to make me feel that you're going to win tonight? Then going to the second situation, the reason why your defense is so important, as I addressed last night, you are an up and down, inconsistent offensive team, and that has been the hallmark of your five years so far. Simply because I go over this time and time and time again, your best players are atrocious playmakers. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are terrible passers. I I don't think this is a secret anymore. You can't start the possession with either of them because both of them are just looking to score. And if they do look to pass, they're bad at it, and it's likely a turnover coming. They leave their feet to pass. They don't know where to make passes. They don't know where rotations come from. They are atrocious passers, and they're not even willing ones. So the offense is always dysfunctional, is either – your turn or my turn. And that is why you saw Boston bringing in um Derek White. That's why you saw them bringing Malcolm Brogdon because they knew they needed players to run the offense. The problem is, is when you do that and then you have Marcus Smart also running your offense, it means that the ball is not in your best player's hands and teams are willing to live by that. And right now, the Boston Celtics live and die by the three because of that same reason Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are not good at punching the key and making extra passes. So they live in a diameter three and when the three ball is not falling, like you see in this entire series where they're shooting 29% from, from deep, this is the result because you no longer have your defense to rely on and your offense, your best players are always bad passers. And to the third point, Joe Missoula is not ready to be a head coach, especially not the head coach of a title winning team. Whether it's, the defensive adjustments that he feels to me, the handling of Robert Williams, doesn't know whether to start him, when to bring him off the bench, not realizing you need to pull Al Horford and have him on a quick hook to play Robert Williams because Robert Williams at this point in time gives you more on both sides in terms of a rim rolling big man and also a rim protector. He has a mishandle Robert Williams. He mishandles late in game adjustments and, and, and timeouts and that sort of situation. This Boston Celtics team, whether the defense is bad, the offense is bad, and their coach is not up to par for a championship winning roster, there is nothing that tells me this Boston Celtics team is going to win tonight. They are going home without winning a single game in the series.
0: So that's the answer to the question Kurt is asking. You saying free email, you look?
2: I'm glad you brought this up. Come, let's go. Boston Celtics are being made to pay. We talked about this last night, Okay, the Boston Celtics are being made to pay for their sins in handling or mishandling email Udoka. Granted, right, we am not condoning Imei Udoka's actions. Yes, they are not illegal, but at the same time, you know in any company, there are laws against uh, a, a boss having improper sexual conduct with a, a direct subordinate or any subordinate for that matter. So you cannot, cannot, cannot have that situation. But here is the problem with that. That is a human resources matter. That did not need to be leaked to the public. You could have suspended him. You could have found him some way, some That did not need to be leaked in the public. And if the reports are correct, and again, people, please understand what I'm about to say and don't castigate me. If the reports are correct, and this was a consensual sexual relation with, relationship with two consenting adults. If you are going to put this out into the media and let it circulate in the public and castigate then the other perpetrator should have been named and if you wanted to protect that person in terms of because this person was not a victim this was a consensual relationship at least according to what the reports tell me and if you do not want to reveal the identity of the other person then the 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 facts the circumstances surrounding this situation should have never been leaked in the first place. This should have been kept in house. Human resources should have dealt with the matter, and the Boston Celtics should have moved on. But you made Bo- uh, made Udoka to be the villain in this situation, and now your chickens have come home to roost. And the problem is, now you should be looking to move on from Joe Mazzoula. But you can't because you know why? Two reasons. You get rid of Joe Mazzoula, one, you're acknowledging to everybody that you made ill. Error, you were wrong in how you handled Ime Udoka's situation. And two, and most importantly, if you move on from Joe Missoula, you'll be looking at your fourth coach in four years. And the Boston or Celtics do not want to look like a fufu organization.
0: So, I before I get there, I can let AJ come in. So, AJ, do you have anything to add with regards to this coaching situation, but also... Do you believe that Miami wraps it up tonight?
3: Uh, sorry, you,
0: the first thought,
3: uh, you asked if I had anything to add to which situation? The
2: coaching, the coaching. situation. Oh, coaching. The, coaching. the coaching
0: conversation, yeah.
3: Not not much different to what Justin said. I, I mean, um, we had this discussion when the entire thing was, was actually taking place and um, it was handled bad. And like I said, like I learned when I was when I was studying, doing my sports management degree, nothing gets out unless you want it out. So the Celtics released this. Like, There's no way that this just leaked. The Celtics did release this. So to Justin's point, which I will just fervently agree with, they mishandled this entire situation. And again, that is not condoning Ime Udoka's actions, even from an ethical and moral standpoint, if you want to look at it like that, whatever. But on the business side of it, it was completely mishandled by Boston. And I completely agree with Justin. I mean, there was a point where I thought to myself that they were going to make Joe the scapegoat, Joe Mazzulli the the scapegoat, but then I was like, nah, it would look bad on them because they'd be getting rid of another coach. And it would be like, as Justin said, like the fourth in four years, like, and it just, that that lack of continuity is not something that they want to have, right? Um, With regards to, I'm sorry. And the initial question was, oh, if Miami wraps it up? Yeah, yeah, it's done. That is over. If there's no way I'm gonna give the Boston Celtics a a chance in hell of winning a game on the road when they couldn't they couldn't sneak one at home. Ah, it's over. And I can't wait. I can't wait for tomorrow those quits. Um about just do, don't let us win one. I can't wait to see them on freezing cold takes tomorrow. That's all. <laughs>
0: Go ahead, Adam. Uh
1: th- just that I win the same coaching. Um, say, um, points that Justin brought up and AJ spoke about just now. I believe that the Celtics or I also believe Boston used the opportunity to get rid of EME for whatever reason they wanted to. Whether it be to make a statement, um, whether the, the other per- person in the, in, the, in the relations threatened the organization, you know what I mean? I I honestly believe email was the scapegoat and Boston and pay for it. As Marfrit pay for it all though.
0: <laughs> so I mean I, Justin has outlined it beautifully. So I don't have to go back through everything that he just said. But what I did say last night in relation to this, because this was a this well Kurt's asking about free email you is kind of close to a question that we addressed last night in terms of should we fire Missoula? And I said on the show that I don't think that Boston should fire Joe Missoula. And I I feel that the reason that you should not fire Joe Missoula, there the levels to this. The first one is when he came into the job, he came in on an interim basis. It's not like if Imei did what he did and deferred him immediately. So then Joe comes in and Joe now has free reign to do whatever he wants. Joe comes in and he's basically trying to continue what Ime started because sooner or later, the expectation is Ime Yudoka is going to return. Sorry, Justin, I, I got you upside down again. Um, so when you have Ime going out and coming back in, eventually you're not going to do anything that is going to upset the apple carrot for the head coach whenever the head coach returns to his substantive post as the season progresses and they realize that he may not he may, that Joe Mazzola actually has the status playing relatively good basketball they are still winning games they're doing pretty well then you don't have a situation where they really feel uncomfortable to put Joe Mazzulla into position and and then he may eventually gets fired they held email long enough to make sure that he didn't end up at one of the other teams that they didn't want him to end up on so they kept him until they no longer needed to keep it but then when you look at what the Celtics have done the Celtics the team in terms of the players they're doing a lot of the same foolishness that they were doing from before so when you Take that into consideration, you're going to fire a coach because he couldn't get the team to stop playing the tail that was playing the tail all the time before. But they were playing the same tail under Brad Stevens, they're playing the same tail under email they're not playing the same tail under Joe Mizzou. It can't be the coach, it has to be the players. So you need to do something different now where the roster is concerned. And even with them playing the tail the way that they've been playing the tail all along, they're still the number three seed that had the third best record in the NBA because all three of them had a better record than Denver did. And this team is in the Eastern Conference Finals again, which means that, yes, he may be making mistakes. There's no No one's going to argue against that. But he's doing a good enough job that the team is still performing, is still getting to where 13 other teams wish they could be. At this very moment, even though they may be right now looking at the broom, because it seems from Adams' facial expressions that a broom is not even just sweeping their feet; it's getting cracked across their back. So, with the Celtics, the Celtics, they have a lot of challenges that they will have to overcome. There's a lot of stuff that they need to figure out. But I don't think firing the coach is the the answer right now. Just take the, um, just take the sweep. Go long home, come back next season. I love to see what can happen. But I think that that is a a great spot to to learn. To episode, we had a ball again. This was great, fellas. If you will grant me another week next week, again, please come on through, Adam. As we are getting notified, tell the force where they can find you. All
1: right, I'm on. Mm-hmm. I'm on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So bolos for. 005 on Twitter, and Joma underscore on Instagram, and seeing that, being welcome into this Green Beach family. Anytime these boys here call me through, you know, I will pass through with the, the little knowledge I have that I <laughs> of goodness
0: that is the Green Beach podcast. Thank you very much, sir. We appreciate that. Justin,
2: tell the folks where they can find you as well. First, before you're looking for me, go follow Adam. Go follow the Green Beige family. Like, definitely a good watch every single week. So go follow, like, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, wherever you get your short-form content. And then when you're done, come on over to hashtag This In. Please put in the hashtag. You don't want Max Kellerman and you rip off This just In. You want us. So indeed. Every Monday night, we are on YouTube, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. in the Eastern Caribbean time zone. For our short, form content, you can find us on Instagram, you can find us on Facebook, and you can find us on Twitter. Hashtag This Just In. Please, please, please play hashtag right there so look.
0: It's true, and hashtag this just in is always a good time. We have been on there quite a few times. I especially whenever Aj and I go, tend we tend to find ourselves in a more heated argument that we ever have here on this show. So check out hashtag this just in. It is it is brilliance. It is absolute brilliance. So Aj, you know we we glad that you are you know back in your chair as well because you know you had the family thing happening. So. We are glad that you are here with us as well and this is where we're going to end this week's episode as justin said for us, do don't forget to like this video subscribe to the channel hit the notification bell so that every time that we are on you will know if you are listening to us and not watching us on youtube or on facebook or on twitter i'm sorry for those who are on twitter i if you're sending comments i can't see them you need to be either on facebook or on you on youtube so that we can get the comments but we appreciate your time as always we thank you for spending any of it with us as well and like i always say that is aj he's the green i am ken i am the beige. and we will see you next time